I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello and welcome. I hope you're all safe and well at this uh, quite troubling time, I think. Uh, but we can all stick together and keep talking to each other. That's the important thing, isn't it? Um, so, first of all, we did a webinar just before uh, Christmas um, on the, I think it was 15th of December, where we invited along uh, CPA Canada, uh, we had ICAS along, uh, Psycho from South Africa, unfortunately couldn't join us due to illness, but uh, we had a really, really interesting session looking at uh, assessment and testing within the uh, accountancy and finance sector. Um, now, there were some fantastic stories that came out of that. Uh, Andy Thomas from CPA Canada talked about how they um, taking this really creative approach of booking out hotels uh, with each candidate having their own individual room within a hotel for them in their examination so everyone was nice and safe and secure. Um, Robbie Burns, as part of that session, talked about how they've been using LOFT as part of their examination process. So here's Robbie talking about that. To make sure that you're not, um, you know, candidates who are taking an exam this week are able to um, speak to candidates who took the exam last week and benefit in any way. You've got a, a, a dynamic test form or what we would call linear on the fly testing where you're randomizing the content or the test forms that are delivered to each individual candidate. Um, so is are you able to talk a little bit about that? How many items you have or maybe you can't go into that detail. How often you're having to refresh your yes, items? Absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, our entry level, and we do only do this for, for, for our first level of exams, uh, we we offer on-demand testing effectively. So in the course of a year, um, and Iwana will will testify, this is why I've got so many grey hairs, uh, we probably run uh, exams about 45 or 46 weeks of the year uh, for our entry-level exams. Uh, and obviously when we are running exams with that kind of frequency, uh, it's, it's imperative that, that, that we do our best to maintain the, the integrity of the exam database. So we, we do indeed run exams with, 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 with randomization. Uh, we have a, a single question bank, um, which is randomized uh, for, for use during the course of the exams. Um, what will happen is we, we work very closely with our academic partners uh, and we build a, a question bank, which is like all question banks, it's split into to learning outcomes, to syllabus learning outcomes, uh, and we populate that, that, that um, all those questions into a question bank. Um, we then are able to, to draw randomized testing from each of those, um, for each of those subjects based on an algorithm that, that is pre-populated and pre-agreed with our academics uh, to ensure that the candidates don't all get the same questions, uh, they don't all get them in the same order, uh, and even if, if we have 40, 50, 60, 300 candidates uh, all sitting the exam on the same day from the same bank, uh, they will all get different questions and they'll be presented in a different order. Right. Um, That's great. So you've got this, you've got a kind of a test blueprint that says you need X amount of items from this learning outcome, Y amount of items from that learning outcome. And then at the point at which it's delivered to a candidate, it's pulling the items out of surpass. Um, so you're getting the, the, the right curriculum balance uh, and you're ensuring it's kind of got the, the right uh, difficulty equivalents across all the different test forms. 
So it was a really, really interesting webinar. Now, I do apologise for the audio quality at the start. I suspect I was on the wrong cam uh, wrong mic there, so uh, sorry about that. If you do want to watch the uh, webinar back again, then go to spass.com slash webinars, and that's the same with all the webinars that we put out. Uh, they're all available there. Now for the exciting uh, news about uh, Examinity Partner Announcement. Uh, this is in the online proctoring space. Now, you know, we've been working in online proctoring for, for some time now, uh, and we've had some existing partners as part of that, and that will continue. And you'll have seen the dual camera technology um, you know, we've been using as part of the examinations. What Examity bring to it is just some additional options, really, as part of the uh, examination process and just giving you a bit more flexibility as how you deliver those examinations. Now, to tell the full story, um, I caught up with uh, Jim Holm and uh, Andy McAnulla from uh, the teams uh, Examity and uh, Surpass just to talk about the partnership and how excited they are about it. So here's me talking with Andy and Jim earlier in the week. Jim, Andy, happy new year to you both. I hope you're both safe and well. Uh, thank you for giving up your time today. It's a very, very busy time for everyone at the moment, so I really do appreciate it. Andy, if we could start with you first. Um, what what do you see the benefits of this uh, partnership bringing to this past community you know, with the kind of already quite strong online proctoring offer that we have? Uh, yeah, well, just before we get into that, just like to say how uh, excited and delighted we are to be working with Examity as our partner. Um, yeah, as you just said, uh, we, we, had, we do have an online proctoring service already and we've been providing that for a couple of years now. And uh, we're really just looking to uh, expand the number of options and capabilities of that service. Uh, so one of the things that really attracted us to Examity is just the scale of operation. Um, and one thing in particular is their two to one uh, ratio of um, proctors to candidates. And, um, when you combine that with a really strong, secure browser capability, it really is an ideal solution for high-stakes exams. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> and all I was going to say was just to say that the customers who are delivering perhaps some of the lower to medium-stakes exams, um, the AI capabilities as well uh, are really important and it can help customers lower their costs on that front. Uh, so now, all in all, it's a, it's a great new set of capabilities and options that we we're looking forward to introducing to the community. Yeah, some some excellent features there. It's you know some great points to to pull out as part of the the benefits there. Thank you, Andy, um, Jim. Welcome to the past community. Um, uh, I'm sure many people listening will already know about the excellent pioneering work that Examity have have made in the online proctoring space. I think quite interested to know your thoughts on where next. What's next in the online proctoring uh, journey or story for Examity? Thanks, Tim. We're really excited to be part of the Suppress community, which we view as a community of testing professionals that are really dedicated to their craft and want to see the best measurements put in place. For proctoring and specifically remote proctoring, we see a couple of areas of innovation and growth that we are excited about over the next while. First of all, security is a very important element of this testing process. Not only do we need to make sure that we have the test process and the test items secure, but we also need to be able to make sure that the PII, that the test candidates share with us is protected. And along that path, Examity uh, is through the process of becoming ISO certified, as well as getting the LTI proctoring standard in place. Second of all, we wanna make sure that the candidate experience is seamless, that it works really well, and that the candidate doesn't even know the proctor is there unless the proctor is needed. 
And finally, as we see the way that COVID has impacted testing around the world and specifically impacted remote proctoring, we believe that it's created an environment where testing programs recognize the convenience and the importance of remote proctoring. And we believe remote proctoring will be a very important part of the testing portfolio moving forward. So we're excited to be part of the Surpass community and be able to help participate in these testing processes. And we're delighted. Thank you, Jim. We're delighted to have you uh, here. And everything you said there is just is resonating perfectly with everything that people have been feeding back to myself about you know the next the kind of journey where we go with this and the fact that is it is here to stay and we just need to now look at the the technology and the reassurances around it. So, well, thank you both very much i uh, hope you stay safe um hopefully i'm sure you'll be joining us at some point on uh, a future webinar we have the webinar on the 11th uh, coming up um but uh, i look forward to welcoming you both back to the stage so thank you very much for your time today thank you thank you There you go. So some really interesting points from Andy and Jim there about uh, how the partnership will work and the benefits it will bring to this past community. If you want more information about that, then go to pass.com slash news. Um, as you'll have heard, we have a webinar coming up um, on the 11th of February. Um, you can register and sign up to that. We'll be doing a bit of a kind of an introduction really to pass and examity and just talking through a, bit, a little about the candidate experience, the flow, what it will mean for awarding organizations, uh, all those kind of options there. And we've had some really great questions. So when you sign up, uh, you can ask your questions ahead of the session. So we can address those uh, beforehand, but you can also ask questions as part of it. I'm gonna be joined by Brian and Steve from the Examity team and uh, Shannon and Gary from the uh, Pass team BTL. So please do register for that and I look forward to seeing you on the 11th. Um, so I was asking people uh, just before Christmas, uh, what were their New Year's assessment resolutions? Um, we had a number of uh, submissions from the uh, internal team. I'm open to hearing lots of ideas and thoughts from uh, the community, the wider assessment community. Uh, but I caught up with Andy Varley, um, who's our assessment accessibility team lead, uh, just to talk about um, his, expand really on his uh, kind of vision for accessibility over the next uh, year. So here's me talking with Andy early in the week. Andy, uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Um, so your New Year's resolution was about, um, you know, we've seen some positive impacts of e-assessment. Uh, it's been, a, 2020 was a horrendous year, but we, you know, there were some glimmers and some positive sites out of it. Um, just tell me, you know, what are your kind of plans going forward? You, I understand you, your team is getting bigger this year. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. So I, I started in uh, July 2020. Um, it was just me um, by myself for the time being. And then we managed to get something like BTL really heavily invested in into accessibility. Um, so we've now got a team of four. Um, who we've got two front end developers who are working on building the accessible code into the back end of the system. And then we've got testers that are testing for accessibility requirements. Um, we are doing some research into that as well um, around different methods we can use. Uh, just makes the experience more accessible for, for everyone really. Excellent, excellent. So it's, it's, it's great that you've got that resource to, to help you, you know, to work on this. So in terms of the kind of main project stuff, I understand you're working towards 2.0 um, WCAG compliance is that correct? Just yeah, uh, well, it's, it's actually two point uh, WCAG two point one. Um, so what? <laughs> the, so 
every 10 years or so, there's some new guidelines that come out around um, accessibility. Uh, 1998, I think it was version 1. 2008 was version 2. 2018, 2.1. Um, and every every iteration changes. Um, 2.1 brought in some like mobile um, requirements. Uh, so what we're doing at the moment is uh, we're, we're basically performed an audit um, on, on our surpass system and that's that's flagged up some areas where, where we need to improve on accessibility and that's what we're planning on doing over the next year 18 months or so um so you know we we do have a specific project that we're working on at the moment where we're getting um the surpass system up to do tag 2.1 uh, criteria um but that will stretch across all uh, clients eventually um which will make the experience better for everyone Fantastic. And there's obviously, there's lots, because I know some assessment programs that have been around, while don't lend themselves, you know, f- fully to to just making that completely accessibility switch uh, that we, we might all want and desire. Um, so I, th- I think it's it's about educating. So have you got any kind of thoughts of how you're going to help educate and build champions within the, the community? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a, a, a really good point. This year, we're, we're actually planning on running like a, a podcast series um, discussing various different elements of accessibility, best practices, uh, research that we've done in particular areas and how that's helped improve people. Uh, we've just completed one at the moment, actually, around um, a different type of font, which helps people with dyslexia. Uh, we've done some like really good research behind that, and that's shown a massive improvement in time taken for people who do suffer from dyslexia and how how quickly they're able to read large amounts of text. Uh, so we're going to run some podcast series around how how we did that and how what the conclusion was, and uh, as I said, various different best practices and things like that going forward. Uh, we're going to try and introduce some champions from various different clients who who can like champion accessibility within their organisation and work closely with us. Um, to establish their requirements and hopefully, as I said, um, get to a get to a better end goal for everybody. Really, excellent. And I think it will help everyone, really, won't it? I know uh, a lot of people. You know, accessibility isn't just about a small percentage of the population. Everyone, um, you know, finds these tools and facilities a lot more useful. I'm using Read Aloud in Word a lot more to help me proof and you know, this, um, these things just help everyone, don't they? They do, yeah, and and the accessibility guidelines are there primarily for people who do have disabilities. Uh, but when the guidelines have been integrated into a product, it does inevitably help everybody as well. It's about making the product more inclusive for everyone that's using it, not just people with disabilities. Perfect, excellent. Well, I will all support you in your keeping your New Year's assessment resolution. Uh, thank you for your time today, Andy, and uh, look forward to speaking to you soon. Cheers, Tim. Thank you. So if you want to read more about those uh, excellent um, New Year's assessment resolutions, or if you want to send three your own, then uh, go to pass.com slash news uh, for that. Now, some other kind of community news, events, and jobs, um, just what's going on elsewhere out there. Um, so Certification Network Group have got a one of their virtual events coming up on the 21st of January. Uh, these are excellent events. They're absolutely fantastic events uh, when they're run in person as well, and there's, they've still managed to carry across a lot of the spirit as part of the virtual events as well. So I do recommend uh, registering for those and sign up and, and joining that. This one's talking about uh, social media uh, which is an important part of the the kind of marketing process for the assessment programs that we're all 
working and involved in. Um, so please do uh, check that out if you go to certification group. If you search them, you'll find that. Um, or you also go to spass.com slash events and you'll be able to see more information on that as well there. Now, some sad news about the uh, Pop Topics conference that was planned for the 25th of this month. Um, unfortunately, uh, I think people are just a bit zoomed uh, out and a bit uh, just under a lot of pressure at the moment. Uh, I know here in the UK we're in a lockdown at the moment, so people have got huge childcare issues because all the schools are shut. Um, so it's a shame that the event's not uh, going to happen. I know Manny and the team are looking at um, other ways in which they can carry some of the spirit and message across. And uh, I know networking is a fundamental part of that. So on that vein, um, as part of the Westminster Education Forum event that's taking place in uh, March, we're going to be running a networking event after the uh, main session. So this is a, a, a kind of independently run a session by the Westminster Education Forum. Um, we're sponsoring this particular session, looking at English exams. Um, and we just want people to, to mingle and uh, debate and uh, talk about where it's going. Now, I know it's talking about England, but there's a lot of uh, transparency across uh, a lot of nations. So, you know, this, this can work for a lot of people. So I really do recommend uh, people come along from across the board, really, if you want to, from all, all reaches of the world, really, to come along and network and uh, try and get to the bottom of where we are with schools-based uh, assessments. Uh, there's a, a still a very changing picture here in the UK. Um, I know elsewhere in the world they're having similar issues. ATP Innovations and Testing is happening on the 27th to the 29th of April. This is um, this is quite a cornerstone in uh, the uh, assessment calendar for everyone. It's a shame it's not a physical event, but there are benefits of it going virtual. It means that the global audience, uh, people who wouldn't normally be able to travel to America to take part in this, will be able to attend. So I do recommend, I think registration is now open. Um, we're proud to be sponsoring the event, and we do really appreciate the work, hard work that's been gone put into by the uh, design events team who work uh, on the uh, conference. So uh, we're excited about that and looking forward to it. So just keep an eye out for more information and news on that one. Um, and other news, uh, we have, um, so I've just picked a few things from the social media feed here. So we've got uh, Martha's been posting about uh, a webinar which is coming up, which is what will digital assessment look like um, in 2021? That's there on the left. Uh, job news. Uh, thank you, Gavin from Alpha Plus, for circulating out that Alpha Plus have got a job going around uh, technical architects. So, if you're in the space and you want to uh, work with the Alpha Plus team, then please do check that out. Uh, Maron Deepwell has been posting about um, resources and, and materials that are available from the Alternative Association for Learning Technology. Um, so, please do check that out. There. I believe they're openly available. So, there's lots of uh, wonderful stuff that you can uh, absorb yourself in there. And Stephen Hope from uh, one of the Edge Futurists, um, uh, from the, one of the popular uh, podcasters, uh, has posted a great article about uh, blended learning and uh, what it means in the classroom and Cloud Meets Classroom. Um, so please do check that out. Um, if you want any more information about news and events, then make sure you head to spass.com slash events for more information. I will see you again next week. Uh, please do stay safe, uh, healthy and well. Uh, look after yourselves, please, and uh, look forward to hearing from you. And I'm sorry about the audio quality at the start. Hopefully it's working now. All right, see you soon. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit Surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.